Welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater people, made by three theater nerds from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Burcham, and uh, normally we would discuss and debate the evolution of a specific playwright, but today I offer you another very special Theater Theater Presents Artist Spotlight, a bonus series highlighting the artists that you should be keeping an eye out for. We're talking today over video chat with a dear friend of mine. An incredible actor, a teacher, and phenomenal person and friend. His name is Keila Peckett. How are you, Keila? Look who's talking. Speaking of incredible actors and teachers here, I'm doing well, thank you. We're both profoundly incredible at what we do. I mean, that's why we know each other. That's right. That's why we're friends. I'm not friends with untalented people. The gods have brought us together. Exactly. Theater gods. The theater gods. And we appreciate them deeply and uh, pray to them every day. But Keila, I... I want people to get to know you who don't. So why don't we start? We're connoisseurs of context on this podcast. I want to know what is your context? What is your what is your life story in theater from the beginning, from birth? Go. Ooh, from the beginning. Oh, my first memories <laughs> of theater was when I. Well, I'm an army brat first and foremost. Mm-hmm. My dad uh, met my mother um, in Nebraska, where my dad's from. Right. And he joined the army. And so we grew up all over Europe and um, the US. And my first memories were my godmother in, when I was in kindergarten, I remember seeing her sing uh, the role of Guinevere in Camelot. Ooh, yeah. And it just kind of like struck me as a kid, like it was just like this fairy tale thing. And I always was drawn to that. And obviously to films like the musical version of Annie, the film, and uh, all the Disney classics and stuff like that. So then when I started doing like choir in school, you know, I was always trying to stand out in a way, right? Right. Uh, I studied piano and then um, I got really involved in sixth grade. We had moved to Texas, Fort Hood, Texas, just outside of Fort Hood, Texas. And I had a, a theater arts teacher named Marianne Manos, shout out, uh, woot woot. who pretty much changed my life you know mm-hmm. all 11 years of it yeah <laughs> at the time <laughs> and uh you know she kind of recognized some talent there so she put me in her mime company and I learned how to you know practice mime how to even do all the makeup and put costumes together and we would do these shows at the local mall and we were called the spotlight kids Ooh. and so it was it was it was really fun and then I dressed as a mime in sixth grade for First trick for uh, for Halloween, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and very theatrical uh, of you. I thought it was very badass. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, I re- and I remember like people pointing out, and be like, "Oh, look, Dad, she's a mime. That girl's a mime. She's so cool." Oh, and just kind of like, actually, I'm a boy, but I happen to have really like beautiful makeup on and right. like a beret and all that stuff. But it was <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of like, you know, tapping into another world, another character, yeah. right? Right. So I and I got into like um church musicals. Mm-hmm. I played King Wenceslas at oh. our Episcopalian Church. Yeah. And I was in 
fourth grade actually. Uh, so this was even before middle school. Uh, and then, um, and after Texas, we moved to uh, back to Germany. Yeah. Uh, where I wasn't really involved in theater because there wasn't too much concentration there. Uh, it was just more of like sports oriented. So I played, I ran track and, mm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, went to, uh, we moved to high, I went, went to Boston, Massachusetts, right outside Boston, which was in uh, Belmont. And uh, they had a very strong theater program. And I was in the, the new student play. And then they, uh, the seniors did Jesus Christ Superstar. And I remember that really like was a very powerful experience for me seeing mm. that. And there was like a senior musical. Yeah. And, um, and then I got really into JCS and yeah, that was a bit, we've covered it on the <laughs> podcast, the movie specifically, but that was a big one for all of us. Cause, um, specifically I, I saw it in, in high school as well, or I was in middle school, the high school put it on and that open ding, 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 ding. like that just lives Judas. in your bones forever Judas yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean coming out there screeching yeah and um and just seeing like the camaraderie of the seniors putting a show on you know together yeah uh uh was just very it was very it was very palpable for me because I was like I want that like community right right and I sang in mandrigals and I was I was I was doing theater and that um that fall of 92, um, the national tour of Phantom of the Opera came, mm. uh, starring the late, great Kevin Gray. Oh, wow. That, that was at the Wang Center. I don't know if it's still called the Wang Center, but it was just this opulent theater. And it was really the first kind of like um, commercial theater Broadway experience that I had. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that pretty much started it all, Phantom. And then that, that winter in February of 93, we saw, we went to New York, we took a trip to New York to visit some friends and we saw the um, uh, Les Miserables on Broadway. Ah, yes, Les Miserables. Starring Lea Salonga as Eponine. Yeah, cool. And I had really gotten into uh, Miss Saigon earlier that fall just because the, the soundtrack was out and, you know, I yeah. was just, I was a teenage kid interviewed sure. listening to that. Sure. So those two musicals, Phantom and Les Mis, had, having seen them professionally, really kind of sparked my interest. Um, and then we moved to outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, in McLean, Virginia. And uh, as you know, D.C. is a very theater-friendly town. Sure. Uh, I saw Cheetah Rivera in the first national tour of Kiss of the Spider Woman. Whoa, cool. Uh, yep. Uh, met her afterwards. She smelled amazing. She was just like a, a goddess. <laughs> that tracks. I saw, yeah, I saw um, Tommy, uh, mm -hmm. the national tour of Tommy at the Kennedy Center, and I saw Ragtime. Cool. So DC was like a great little hot spot for that. I got involved in um, theater there, and I started studying voice privately. And I was involved in this little kind of community theater for high school students called KMT Kids Musical Theater. Mm. And I played Jeffrey in Godspell, and later I played Judas in Godspell. Oh, cool! And then I played uh, Mary Lennox's dad in Secret Garden, and then I played Nathan Detroit. Hey, and, I played nicely uh, twice. Oh, you're such a nicely, I, I'm nicely such guy, a nice man. <laughs> um, so fast forward, I, I ended up going to college at uh, a small private school in Lincoln, Nebraska called Nebraska Wesleyan University, mm -hmm. which is where my mother went. Right. My mom's from Hawaii. 
And she ended up just going to college in Nebraska in the 60s. And that's where she met my dad. Yeah. So I ended up going there uh, pretty much just because my mom was like, look, this is where I went. Um, you know, we'll take we'll take care of your tuition and this is where you're going to go. Right. So I I was just like, OK, you know, whatever. I I, I didn't. I didn't really know how I was going to get to New York or LA. So I just figured I'll just go to college wherever they send me. And then, and then from there I'll, I'll, um, I'll get my feet wet in the theater somewhere. Yeah. But I got really lucky because the theater program at Nebraska Wesleyan was just rock solid. They had an amazing costume library, amazing facilities. And I really became a big fish there doing, I did, I was art pad and she loves me. Oh, cool. Um, and just I was I was uh, I was Eugene in Brighton Beach Memoirs. I was uh, uh, I was in a, a, a production of She Loves Me with uh, now ah. fa- now famous Rose from Drag Queen from Drag Race. Oh, where um, was this in Wichita? Yeah, it was at Wichita State. Uh, Rose went to Wichita State. Funny story. Um, Never knew that. Uh, their name is Ross. And uh, they were the lead. I forget the guy's name in it. And she loves me and did a great job. <laughs> Very good. She loves me a real crowd pleaser. Just yeah. fun. Just a happy, happy time. Absolutely. Um, got involved in the American College Theater Festival, which I think you have also done. ACTF yes, Festival. KCACTF. Love it. Mm-hmm. I've shouted it and out many times on the pod. I think I've, I think I've heard that. And, and we went to Lawrence one year. Oh, really? To KU? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I think you were you were probably not even born. This was in the. That's movie. not true. <laughs> uh, because we brought, um, I don't think we brought productions there, but I was nominated to do monologues and all that stuff. And, Very cool. You know, yeah. I made it to like the semifinals. I think we did one at Iowa I mean, City Ryan. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Iowa City. I think it was like fifteen degrees in January. Yeah, that's uh, we did <laughs> Iowa. We d- uh, we did specifically. I think it was uh, Ames. We went mm. to Iowa State two years in a row. Oh that God. was hell, hell. Yep. It, it, yeah. Uh, the best one was at uh, Nebraska Nicole. Lincoln. Nebraska Lincoln was the most fun one that I went to. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. that was Nebraska's a, good time. a great. It's Lincoln's a really fun little artistic town. Yeah, and uh, and the lead center was there as well. Actually, when I was right, a freshman I love the Wesleyan, lead. They had uh, the first national tour of Angels in America. Wow, which I saw. I think we've talked about this before. With, yeah. Um, uh, John Hattery, yeah, Cone. You know what? I saw pictures of it there. I think he had even signed one of the backstage pictures mm-hmm. at the lead. And right next to it, they have a huge picture of Hal Holbrook playing mm-hmm. uh, Tom, uh, not Tom, um, uh, Mark Twain, uh, and it's signed as well. And I was just like, this place is so full of history. <laughs> yeah, that place is awesome. They had like picketers because this was 1996, and they had oh, picketers right. outside. Sure. Uh, yeah. But I do remember that performance, John Hattery as Roy Cohen, as one of the one of the the best performances I've ever seen on stage. Wow. And I, I, I mean, I was really young then, but having but seen you've all the seen plays a lot I of did, stuff, I have. After we're gonna after, get into that after college, after college, I I lived at home with my parents for a bit. Didn't know what I was gonna do, and my friend suggested I apply for jobs on Playbill.com. Mm. So I applied to be like administrative assistants at like City Center, Lincoln Center. And for the Times Square Millennium celebration, um, and I got calls from Lincoln Center and City Center, and they were like, "So when can you come for an interview?" And I was like, "Well, I live with my parents in Ken- Kentucky." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "They're like, all right, great, good luck, good yeah. luck, kid." And uh, but then I talked to the production coordinator over the phone, 
uh, for the millennium and she had Irish roots and my name K-I-L-A is also the same name as her favorite Celtic Irish band. Oh. And so she took a chance on me and she offered me the job as a paid intern. Wow. So I literally, um, I got a job offer. And then after that, I was doing, um, I did a small regional production of Sideshow. Oh, cool. At the Roxy like Regional Sideshow. Theater in Clarksville, Tennessee. Yeah. Nice. And, um, and so I did that and then I moved to New York on Columbus Day, 1999 with like a hundred bucks in my pocket and a suitcase and a dream. Wow. <laughs> right. And, you know, yeah. and I had I, I got a, I got an apartment for like four hundred dollars a night. I got a room in a house because uh, my godmother's sister knew someone that owned a place and blah, blah, blah. So it's all about connections. Right. Wow. So I had a place to stay and I had a job. It was only a paid internship. I was only making like a couple hundred dollars a week but I was able to cover my rent and just, you know, live my life. I didn't even have a bank account. Right. Uh, wow. So uh, I did that and then I worked for the Millennium and then I, I worked very briefly for uh, Julie Taymor, the director, Ooh. because of a connection through um, the Millennium job at wow. the Times Square Business Improvement District. And I never met her, <laughs> but I was, her, I was her, right. I was her, personal assistance assistant. So I worked in her on <laughs> her apartment to so this beautiful penthouse apartment overlooking Union Square. And I would it was around post production for Titus. She was doing okay. the film Titus. We call her um, Julia LeBron Tamil. Oh my God. She's 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 incredible. <laughs> uh, I'll um you know after the podcast I'll tell you what I found in, in her bathroom. Oh <laughs> off mic anyway yeah. love, so, the, love um, the tea <laughs> so anyway so that was very brief and then i worked for a publicist um chris bono and adrian brian brown and they were the publicists for the broadway productions for disney theatricals and for many other wow. Broadway shows cool and i was the assistant to a publicist that worked on michael frayne's copenhagen Wow. Starting the late Philip Bosco. Yeah, we just um, talked about that on the pod because it was it was nominated the same year as I want to say Fences, or Fences was not around that. Uh, or it would have been time, like the think. the like or revival like the Denzel Washington. Oh, Fences, okay. Um, or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but we were like, I, I, what, well, I don't know. It was something we talked another, about recently. Okay. Um, there was a that that was a new play. There there was um. The revival of the real thing which was a tom stoppard play that i also worked on oh cool there at, at the same time and that was with stephen delane and jennifer ely both who won the tony yeah wow or uh that year and so i i was working as like a published like a press assistant right for mm -hmm. all these broadway shows kiss me kate um aida had just opened i worked the runway or uh, the the red carpet for aida holy crap I escorted like all these kids you know and i'm like 22 I think uh, I met Deborah Gibson, Rosie O'Donnell, Susan Lucci. I tried to meet Donald Trump, but his bodyguards wouldn't let me near him. Uh, and uh, glad you, know, you didn't. Just like being a young press assistant, sure. trying to like right, trying to get, um, trying to get my, you know, trying to stand out because that was always kind of my thing. Sure. Um, but I wasn't auditioning yet because it was still so busy. I was still in this machine of like learning the ins and outs of Broadway shows, right? Right. So. Um, that was just incredible. I think Jesus Christ Superstar also was revived uh, at that time. Yeah. Plenty of other stuff. And uh, oh, and Julie Taymor's The Green Bird. 
Oh. Have you heard of that? I have, that but was... I don't know anything about it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, I remember I, um, because I went to the Tony Awards that year. Sure. I worked, cool. I had to work the Tony Awards. I remember I went to see the Green Bird for the matinee, and then I went home, put on a tuxedo, and then went to Radio City Music Hall to, to, to be the, <laughs> the Tony's. Oh, and the Music Man won Best Revival that year. That was with Craig Bierko, Rebecca Luker. Right. We brought that up too. I, we went through yeah. this whole Tony year and just like t marched through it for some reason. We're going to do a Tony episode at some point. I'm going to have you on because I think Amazing. you and I are the only people. You're the only person who I remember know who, who knows the Tonys as well as I mm -hmm. do and like is a nerd about it and stuff. Yeah. It, I mean, it was just kind of like never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would not only be attending the Tony Awards, but just like working, you know, the red sure. carpet with all the people. Of course, I, I wanted to be like in the inner circle and be a, more of a performer. Yeah. But it was so invaluable to get that experience of working behind Absolutely. the scenes and getting and and just understanding how to write a press release. Right. And, you know what press tickets are yeah. and how important, you know, reviewers come to this show. The New York Times comes to here and they sit on this seat. And then the New York Post comes on this day and they sit in this seat. Wow. And yeah. then, you know, like, you know, theater.com sits over there and stuff like that. So <laughs> BroadwayWorld.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Broadway World didn't even exist back then. Sure. Yeah. Like, Broadway.com. I think it was literally um, theater mania was like just right. brand new as well. Right. Um, wow. So, so I did that. And then I left Bone O'Brien Brown to work at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, which was, which is a, I think it's the oldest. Uh, theater in Brooklyn. Uh, I think it, the, the original building was built in like 1860s. And then the newer was in like the 1910s. Yeah. Excuse me. So BAM uh, is known much more for their avant-garde. They do the Philip Glass operas, yeah. Robert right. Wilson, um, you know, old, like the... Um, yeah, BAM is big name. UK, big name. Big name in sure. theater. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I want, they were looking for a press assistant there, and it was just kind of like a miracle because I saw the posting at my old job, and I said, well, I'm going to apply for this because I literally live like 10 minutes from BAM because wow. I lived in Brooklyn. That's awesome. So I got the job, and I could ride my bike to work every day, and then seeing all of these plays and all these names like Laurie Anderson and Steve Reich and... Anna Teresa de Kiersmarker, who actually just did the choreography for the revival, recent revival of West Side Story. Because right. all these names were like coming at me. So it was like really like a graduate school education. That's awesome. So I was there. And then in 2001, I started to um, audition for theater uh, because, you know, I was able, you, could, you were able to do non-union theater, you know, rehearse at night. You have a day right. job, rehearse at night and then right. perform and on the weekends and stuff that so i i auditioned for um theater for the new city has an annual street theater and i was cast in that and it was great because it was like such a satire you know george bush was president at the time mm -hmm. giuliani disnifying times square <laughs> i mean yeah. gentrification just all these wonderful um ideas were popping out and we just made this great little theater piece and we toured all five boroughs which was a great way to see Very all cool. of new york city yeah and this was in september of 2001 uh and then i went to london really quick for like a quick break um and then i saw uh witches of eastwick <laughs> um and uh um my fair lady with jonathan price and right all that stuff very cool uh, and then came back came back to do a show in staten island and then we rode the ferry i don't know if you've ever been to new york but if you ride the ferry from staten island to uh 
to downtown New York City and then you see the Twin Towers there and they're just like gleaming. And the very next, that was September 10th, 2001. Wow. And so the next day, uh, the world changed, right? Holy and so shit. We, I was there, I was there for, for all of that. And um, our street theater ended up, we were supposed to end up at Washington Square, Washington Square and do the show again, like the satire. Right. And instead of doing the show, we just all kind of sat around and there were just hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, wow. just playing music and sharing stories and things like that. So yeah, to be in New Holy York at that shit. time was, was, was pretty, was pretty profound. Right. So that was like my first, you know, semi-professional gig. Cause it was like a showcase. We were working with actors in the union and from there, you know, just through connections, uh, at BAM, I met directors through there and, you know, um, backstage would have their, um, audition, you know, like their notices and stuff like that. So I, I started doing a lot of like black box theater and like uh -huh. really small, like off, off Broadway stuff. Sure. I was in this musical called the cock machine. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how much I want to get into it, but sure. it, I was, I played this gym owner who had these kind of like bicycles and then you hook up your, you know, your, uh, your male parts to that. Mm -hmm. And as you would keep spinning, it would, it would um, basically enhance the size. Ah, okay. And it was called the cock machine. And we sure. had the song called bigger dicks for all. We all want bigger dicks for all <laughs> New York theater <laughs> folks. Why has this there. taken off? This is like, <laughs> sounds like some good um, theater, but you know, okay. Hey, we were sold out all seven. Yeah, performances. that sounds great to me. <laughs> I would have come. That sounds awesome. Uh, no pun intended folks. Whoop, boop, anyway, boop. Uh, so so yeah, so from then on, I just was uh, constantly working. I was always doing something. I was always in a show and I had a day job at BAM. And so I was, I was able to like, you know, pay my rent and, and, and do all this stuff. And I also got experienced, you know, being a publicist for other, other shows and for the shows that I was in, right. I was able to write the press releases and I had a contact list of all the press. So I was able to send it out and get people to come, you know, small people came and reviewed and they, and they respected me and treated me like I was a publicist. So I got to wear two hats. I was like an actor and a publicist for a while. That's great. Yeah. And then when I left BAM is really when I started focusing on like the craft of acting and like living the life of an actor because I didn't right. have a day job anymore. Right. And I had never really taken a true acting class. Right. You know, I had done theater in college. Right. Uh, but I wasn't, a, I wasn't a major. I was like a theater minor just because I had so much, mm -hmm. I had so much under my belt as far as like experience. Yeah. But as far as like really understanding how to be an artist, I was still working on a very much like an external level. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I had instincts, I had I was good, I was fun to be around, I was likable, and I was castable. Right. Uh, but then when it started, it was time to like do the deeper work. Um, I found uh, the Actors Movement Studio, which uh, teaches a Lloyd Williamson technique, and and we did like um, we did this Edwardian salon. So we learned like how you would how would you would be in like the court of Queen Victoria. And so I played Oscar Wilde in that. And then after that, cool. they invited me to be in their Baroque salon, which was very like Moliere, you know, you wore the wigs sure. and the tights and the shoes Restoration. And, you, and you learned. Yeah. yeah. And I learned, I learned Fan so much language. from that. The teacher Ted Moran was so amazing. And I was like, so 
basically I have this, you know, like we would work with snuff and with like sure. fa fans and Fan uh, language, handkerchiefs. Yeah. And I'm like, so, you know, I'm just doing this business. Right. And he, and he was like, he looked at me, he was like, Kila, it's not called business. It's called crafting. Ooh. And I was like, no taken, you know? So like so much wow. that I knew, but I didn't know. Yeah. And I was learning through through this Actors Movement Studio. And from then I met uh, Leonard Petit, who ran the Michael Chekhov Acting Studio mm. and took an amazing series of classes with him through the Michael Chekhov Technique. Yeah, very cool. And through that, I met uh, uh, my master teacher, Michael Howard, who I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Howard, but he was in with the like the group theater crowd. Right. He was already in his late 70s and he was gotcha. kind of one of those la last great dinosaurs of wow. old yeah. American theater technique. He was right. hanging with Harold Harold Clerman. I think mm -hmm. he was even on Broadway in a play that Ilya Kazan had directed. Right, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Just that incredible, whole incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Just an incredible mind. And he was the first one that would really ask me, you know, I would prepare for class, we'd relax, we'd close our eyes, and he would take us through a relaxation thing. And then people would do their scenes. And uh, he was the first one who would really ask, like, so what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I learned my accent, I learned the lines. I'm like, he's like, no, no, what are you trying to do? Yeah. What right. are you trying to do to the other character? Like, what? Uh -huh what's the background here like i don't want to hear any of the external bullshit right what is the inner the inner life and it just like you know it it kind of um it grounded me it grounded me yeah and from there i realized like i didn't have any like real training mm -hmm. so i need to like you know i could take classes with michael howard for forever but i i i wanted to like even go further and go deeper so i decided to apply to graduate schools and that's when i found myself uh, in the graduate acting program at Columbia. Whoop. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, and fucking awesome. And so after oh. Columbia, because I'm sure you played a bunch of incredible parts there, or at least... I mean, some... Petruchio. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando. Yeah, that's a, that's Orsino. a great role. Oh, shit. And <laughs> while you were there, I'm sure you were seeing a lot of good theater. Um, it seems like every time I bring up a, a, a musical or a play, you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that on Broadway with this super famous person. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so you got Bailey, to witness. I wrote down every play that I saw in New York, and it was no over shit. 440 plays. Oh, my fucking. That's wow. 12 years. Ago. That's from 99 to 2011 when I left. But, you know, I was lucky because wow. I worked in the industry yeah. you know, as a press assistant. So we were being papered all the time. Yeah. And then when I was at BAM, I was seeing all the BAM shit. And then I was still wanted to see all the Broadway shit. Wow. And then after that, you know, then I had to like start buying tickets. Holy because... shit. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, I mean, it's just like witnessing history. Um, it's incredible. Um, okay. So then you make it your way out to LA. Yeah. You're in Los Angeles. Yes. 2011, <laughs> I moved to LA. And tell I me... actually helped to um, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, what have you been doing in this in this last decade in LA? Well, I and why I decided, LA? Why did I, you? Come well, to I decided LA? because I had moved. I had, I lived in New York for twelve years. I was working professionally for about maybe seven or eight of those years. Yeah, and uh, I was constantly doing theater, and I was I was just starting to audition for like the bigger stuff like some of the Shakespeare festival mm -hmm. stuff in some of the regional theaters. And I felt, well, maybe if I, I was told like, Oh, you know, you got to like 
you gotta like be a movie star or like have tv credits to even audition for broadway plays these days so right. i figured well i'm young enough i might as well move to la because my brother lives there yeah and just kind of just kind of you know just try it out because i how could i have any regrets if i didn't try it and then not really know right right yeah so I took a leap. I actually had helped write a play through a connection at Columbia. One of the directors, wow, amazing director, Tony Speciale, who uh, everybody should know about. He's um, he's kind of uh, up and coming a young director out there. He and I and about 10 other actors developed this piece called um, it was the Harvard Project and an unnatural act, which was the story about a group of college students in Harvard who were expelled. Uh, because uh, homosexual activity was like rumored mm. here and there. And so uh, he found that article in Out Magazine and then gathered a bunch of his favorite actors to develop these roles yeah. and to put it on. So after about two years of workshops, it got picked up for a commercial run at the Classic Stage Company. And uh, I'm, I'm one of the authors. So wow. when that was Very in previews. Cool. I saw the first preview of that. And then I, and then I drove cross country with my mom <laughs> to LA rented a car and we stopped in Lincoln <laughs> to see the old fam fun. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I, I really honestly, Bailey, it was kind of like moving to New York. I had, I had no money. Yeah. I had no representation. Yeah. I That's had I did my it. brother and a couple friends yep. and a, a dream. And yeah, I, it was just kind of like one of those leap of faith kind of things. And, um, luckily through my brother, I, I was able to like, have some jobs as like a caterer waiter or a security guard or a general manager at a restaurant or something like that um, right you know working in events and uh i had i had met a manager in new york who was kind of just kind of like letting me freelance with her and stuff and she worked with actors of that are like multi-ethnic so uh we had gone to hawaii for a family reunion and she told me, she goes, well, you're in Hawaii. Why don't you just go to the casting director for Hawaii Five O and tell them that you just graduated and that right. you're available. And I yeah. was like, I can't do that. She's like, do it. So I did it. I called the office and I said, I, I'm fresh out of grad school. And they're like, okay, just leave your resume at the door. And they were actually, have your manager call us. So she called them and then I got the audition and then I wow. ended up booking. I ended up booking it hey. while I was on vacation. It was right. hilarious. I was like, just had no idea right. what ever happened. So that that helped. Yeah, <laughs> kind of get my kind of get my foot in the door. Right. Um, but as far as theater, I I um, had heard about Theatricum Botanicum, mm -hmm. which is the Shakespeare Theater out in Topanga Canyon, and I auditioned for them and got a bunch of my other friends who had just come from New York to do that. Nice. And, I wasn't cast initially, but I think someone dropped out. And so then I was able to be in a Midsummer Night's Dream. I oh, cool. Straight. That's great. Oh, cool. Uh, and they have a beautiful, magical production out there in Topanga Canyon. When it comes back, it's really yeah. one of the best because yeah. it's outdoors. It's just Did you wooden. see Tom Hanks play Falstaff? No. Uh, no, not. Uh, no, but I, I didn't. We didn't he do that? At, that was, was at that the not Shakespeare Company. company? Oh. That was that was the um, that was the Shakespeare Center. Oh, was it? Shakespeare it? Center. Yeah. Got it. Different, I thought that was Theatricum Bo Bo Botanicum. No, 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 no. Theatricum Botanicum was run by Ellen Gear, who's the daughter of Will right. Gear, who yeah, played sure. Papa Walton. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And he was he was hanging out with like Woody Guthrie and all those like Jeez. 
blacklisted actors in the yeah. 50s and 60s and they had their little commune up there Fuck yeah uh, it's really a beautiful beautiful world they've got up there so i did i ended up doing midsummer with them and then i played sylvius in their as you like it and then um the tailor in uh taming of the shrew Very i was cool. like an understudy for the tailor but i did get to go on nice and our buddy estros was also in that, that hey yeah well so that kind of <clears throat> you know i mean I'm sure we'll get more into other things you've done out here, but the, the, that kind of leads me to my next question, which is um, like, how do we know each other? So my main dream mm -hmm. in life is to, <laughs> is to do musical theater. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just always been there. I was talking about fan of the opera and Les Mis. Oh, and then when I was in college, I went to London and I got to see Uta Lemper and Ruthie Henschel in Chicago. Yeah. Very cool. Which was, just fucking unforgettable radical uh so yeah musicals have always just been a part of my dna mm -hmm. and when i moved to la i found on the la arts uh email list or something like that were mm -hmm. auditions for at the time it was called the academy for new music theater now it's called new musicals incorporated new musical right yeah okay and am i so i auditioned for them yeah and was cast in their 15 minute musical yep that was festival. my First gig in LA, yep. that one, yeah. First, first big Which, one. This is so. not how we know each other, though. So I'm interested to hear where. But you're it is. Go. But okay. it is okay. because I I did that, and that was amazing because I made connections from that that became help that that helped um, uh, start uh, a little new music, which is the, right. I'm um, a co-producer for that, and right. we you know we find like composers, young composers from all over the country, and and we just promote like new musical theater works works that have not yet been produced or not they're like on the next you know the level before the next big level right and we try to showcase those and that was through nmi uh, and i'd done some other readings with them um but the i saw it was a few years later that i saw your production of the 15 minute musicals festival oh. and it's because the director had a barbecue or something right so the the director Johnny, that's where we met yeah, Johnny, Johnny Coppola is was the he was at the time artistic director of Studio C artists in Hollywood on Theater Row, and he was directing me in those. And he said, "Hey, um, I have somebody I really want you to meet, uh, and it's at and um, you should come to this party that mm -hmm. uh, my right. my uh, business partner and I, the executive producer of Studio C, uh, Michael yeah, Sontag." At the time. Yeah, at the time, um, which I don't think there, I don't think Studio C is even um, alive anymore. I think he sold it. Yeah, but um, but at the time that you know we're doing great, and uh, they invited me to this party, and I showed up, and the person he wanted me to meet was the artistic director of what Blair. was at the time called Los Angeles Drama Club, Blair Baron Larson. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah, okay. So what's the? Were you at this party? I was there because you were. We, we had... met. Yeah. Yeah, because he, when he, we, the 15 minute musical, the 15 minute music festivals were five original musicals, right. five 15 minute original musicals, and three of those went to Studio C. Yes. Is that was called? Yeah. Yes. Johnny, Johnny wanted to, because those were directed, those were originally directed by Elise uh, at NMI. Right. And then Johnny wanted to direct three there uh, at Studio C. And it was right. kind of like that. I guess he had a barbecue kind of cast party thing mm -hmm. 
for that and the thing that he had directed you in. And so we met, you were sitting at the table next to us. Yeah. And I think you mentioned something about Falstaff maybe or something. No, they just said, we're looking for a Falstaff. Okay. Um, you would be so great at Falstaff. And I was like, I'm too young. And Blair was sort of like, oh, you could do it. You'd be fine. And then I met Esteros as well, who was there and was directing a show. Right. So it all happened because of connections, because of Johnny yeah. Coppola and Blair and you sitting at that table. And then you kind of came in and was cast in Blair's play. Yeah, which you were in. I, uh, you outspoken. played the jailer, right? Outspoken, which was a, a group of uh, Shakespeare's characters who had been imprisoned and for being outspoken. And it was a story of as if they were all in the clink together um, having a moment. And it was actually quite good. And she, it's a whole trilogy, outspoken, unspoken, ill-spoken. Um, it's amazing. They all really yeah. work. Yeah. What's great about that play is that every time that a character would have to redeem themselves, remind the audience of why they were right. thrown in jail, they would we would recreate the scene uh, where, that would get them in trouble. And then right. I kind of played, I would kind of fit into that. All the different roles that would all fit the in. Roles. You played Lear, you played um don't you play yeah Prince yeah Hell. like it was like everybody so it was henry five yeah, yeah exactly so i just feel like um that was a kind of tour de force from you because you got to just play everything and you were the ominous jailer um throughout and i i i've spent half of that show in um solitary or whatever so i wasn't on stage they just kept talking about me uh but i had like Did my nice monologues did you have oh, to leave right. That show? Well, so then I booked Damn Yankees. Yeah. No, I booked a regional production of Damn Yankees. and uh, Which I saw. Also did. starring Travis Leland, who's in our a Little New Music. A great fan. Uh, I'm a huge yeah. fan of of Travis Leland. He's a good friend oh, of mine. Oh, and Renee. And, uh, oh, and Renee Marino, who Hello. Uh, I, you know, starred in Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. Obsessed. With. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, I appreciate it. She shouted me out on her story the other day on Instagram, <laughs> and I felt really cool. Uh, she's a bigger deal than I'll ever be. She's Broadway baby, was in the Jersey Boys movie, all those things. And she's a little new music baby. And as in well. Pretty Woman the Musical. Pretty, wom Pretty Woman the Musical. She's yeah. dance captain for that in the, when it opened on Broadway. Um, yeah, she's a big deal. Uh, and uh, so are you, Keela. Um, so that's how we kind of <laughs> know each other. Way. But now we're both teachers at Shakespeare Youth Festival which is, uh, I've talked about it on the pod before, but we do full Shakespeare shows uh, and we sort of, we use uh, kids age six to 18, I think is the age range. And we've I've seen some pretty incredible performances out of these kids. There's some great stuff that happens. And Keela's one of the directors, so am I. And it has led us to some pretty amazing things. Oh yeah, like in we've- Including travel. Taken. Yeah, we've taken our work all over the world, I guess you'd That's say. That's right? true. Yeah, well, we've opened up um, uh, other chapters of Shakespeare Youth Fest in different countries, not even states, countries. Um, but Keela and I got to be a part of, well, I'll let you tell it, Keela, but we got to be a part of the start of one chapter in a different country, which was where? That was in Kenya. Yeah. And thanks to a connection that our artistic director, Blair Barron has, um, he knew uh, 
Dr. Alma Obama, who is the sister to former President Barack Obama. Right. And she has, um, I mean, she was educated all over the place, but also in Germany and was always, is always coming back to their hometown, which is mm -hmm. a small little place called Nyangoma Kogelo, Kogelo which yeah. is in the heart of Kenya, way, 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 way um, on the western part of Kenya, close to yeah. Lake Victoria and very close to the border of Uganda. I think it was an eight hour um, drive from Nairobi. Is that right? Yeah, it's yeah. like um, the nearest airport there is Kisumu. Right. And but it, you could drive from Nairobi and it's about it's about eight hours. Yeah. So it's very rural. And she had this vision that she wanted to bring a drama component and she found um, Shakespeare Youth Festival. Yep. So uh, we didn't have much time really to plan this. We had a few months. Really? Yeah, it was very quick. Uh, I very had to quick. get a overnight passport. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like we we had to we had to devise a lesson plan. Yeah. Um, and so there were six teaching artists in all, and each of us decided to do our own uh, interpretation of what Shakespeare would be for these for these young these young right, and all there. based around um, the story of the Hamlet, theme. Right. right? And well, and the, and the theme themes. was the theme. The the overall theme was all the world's a stage. How will you play your part? Right. Because um, they, this is a summer program that this place called Saudi Coup. Um, does and uh, each year there's a different theme that they try to instill in the children and there was over a hundred kids there that we were teaching it was, right. um, it was pretty intense so she started uh, I think uh, the, the goal is to bring um, students ages like 10 to 18 from mm -hmm. all over upcountry Alego uh, to bring them and house them on the campus there uh, at South and there Tukou. were there were kids from Nairobi there too that had mm -hmm. uh, been driven in on buses and stuff. Yeah. This was kind of like a smaller like college campus that had just been built, I think, in 2017. Yeah, uh, with a big a big soccer field, red dirt, and kind of like cement so block beautiful. Um, apartments, uh, yeah. beautiful like dorm rooms, and then um, an enlarged kind of open area cemented uh area with a big warehouse yeah and it's uh, incredible like a sloping field a sloping green field where the audience would sit so yeah yeah every year a hundred students come and they board there and they learn all sorts of things from agriculture to economics to you know medicine and uh the year that we went was the drama year so we yeah. i i did my um i tried to stage all the world's a stage from Jayquees from Agus who like it and right. um i really wanted to incorporate their own culture so i had yeah. part of it staged in luo which is their their Tribal regional language. dialect regional yep. yeah. and um and then some was in kiswahili and then mm -hmm. someone was in, was in English. And, right. you know, it's funny because we're all the Americans were like, we're going to teach them about Shakespeare. We're going to broaden right. their minds. But they were teaching they, us. They everything. speak three languages. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly, like it, it was like learning how to how to do a new version of theater because yeah. it was you also we also knew that some kids only spoke one or two of those languages right they didn't all, all all speak english especially the younger kids so there was a lot of translating going on there was a lot of okay well let's let's translate this for you physically and and perform this part physically because i don't know that we can fully communicate it verbally and it just it was the biggest challenge and the biggest reward for it all because our final product was in my opinion, absolutely incredible. 
Oh, you're bringing uh, me back. I just I cry what every time challenge. I think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like obviously, we learned more from them because it's, we're bringing Shakespeare as a tool to kind of like give them a means of expression, a vehicle, but, right? Yeah, they're they're in they're instilling their own culture into yeah. this poetry. So and and a lot of it was just like physical because we because we couldn't really communicate. Right. We had we had translators that literally spoke English. Well, I literally. Right. I literally made mine like a a, a chanting um, like song piece because my group of kids was just they were dancing. Jayhawks. The Jayhawks. That's right. That's what they named themselves. They just really loved movement and dancing and keeping rhythm. And I was like great let's get a drum and let's build this together and we devised uh, like to be or not to be that is the question i choose to live i choose to live to be or not to be uh i know the answer was the chant and it was it was them because we would sit and we would discuss these really intense topics with them because they understand a darkness i think a lot of american children don't well the majority of american children maybe don't understand and they were speaking about things that i I don't think I could talk about in a classroom of 10 year olds in America. Right. And they understood mm-hmm. things and on a deeper level than I even think I understood them. And we got to use that. They talked a lot about, um, you know, fear of death and fear of, uh, of all the things that uh, can are dangerous in their lives. And they just blew me away every day and taught me yeah. so much about myself and about fucking everything man it was they I, knocked it out of the park the best of times um we'll do another well, that was that Africa <laughs> yeah uh but let me i got a couple like just nerdy questions for you that i just want to get out of here because we've been going for about an hour i want or about 45 minutes i want to make sure we don't i'm sorry i keep go talking. too long no i because i want to have you on as a guest sometime uh i definitely want to get you on for a playwright or maybe one of our bonus episodes where we talk about movie musicals or whatever it may be but let me ask you what is your favorite play you have ever seen not musical but play you have ever seen and then the next question is musical so if you have one of them off the top of your head man i saw i'm gonna have to answer that in in, in a few sections i mean i saw sam mandy's production of uncle vanya with wow. um simon russell beale wow. uh, emily watson helen mccrory um, we're big fans of uncle vanya on this podcast um yeah and uh what I can't even remember his name. Um, anyway, um, that was one of the best plays I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen True West with the late, great Phil Seymour Hoffman and wow. John C. Riley. Hell yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Was, was we just covered amazing. Shepard too, and that was a big that was a big deal for us. Uh, it was True West itself. I saw Ray Fiennes in Coriolanus, mm. um, which came nice. from the Almeida. Like that, that brought me to tears. And wow. Fiona Shaw and Medea. So, Holy I mean... Shit. I mean, uh, it's that's a hard question, you know. It's like you got to kill the darlings; the rest get jealous. But I, I, I appreciate you trying. Maybe, but... maybe you know, Uncle Vanya. Uncle Vanya is 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 pretty damn good, but it's just so it's so old, like it's yeah. so Chekhovian, right? Right. I get. That. Did I tell you I was in um, I was in an adaptation of Uncle Vanya that took place in Nebraska in 1904 called oh, Vanya shit. of the Plains. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, why don't we? That. I have that script. You and I should um, reread that script and Let's maybe do it. Uh, do it. I'd love that. Yeah, hell yeah, that sounds cool. Um, all right, favorite musical that you've ever seen? 
Well, I saw Fosse on Broadway five times. Holy shit. <laughs> um, With Ben Vereen. Is that really a musical? Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Ben Vereen. He came gotcha. uh, in a- after after I'd seen it. Um, it. I mean <laughs> a little night music. I saw that with Bernadette Peters and oh, wow. Elaine Stritch and Al- Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Um, wow. Follies. Yeah. I saw the revival of Follies here at the Amundsen, actually. Wow. Uh, which was amazing. I heard that was great. Uh, um, it's probably going to be a Sondheim. Sondheim. Right. Yeah. So that's my next question because you and I nerd out about Sondheim all the time. What's your number one Sondheim show? That's so unfair. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, it's between probably Follies and A Little Night Music. God, wow. No, okay. Also, Sunday in the Park with George. Sunday in the Park, man. Sunday in the Park gonna... and Assassins are my top two. <sighs> yeah. So good. <laughs> They're all so good. Follies is great. So good. Um, I did see Assassins. I saw the revival of that with um, Neil. Neil. Michael Cerverus. Mark and... Kudos, Michael Cerverus. Yep. Wow. That's a cool. Yeah. That's an incredible. Uh, uh, revival because they also add that song something just broke that's just like oh, such an yeah. interesting addition to that piece um someone tell the story you should play the someone you could sing the, the song uh, you could absolutely balladeer. be the balladeer that's a great role for, but i think you're also a great guiteau you'd be a great like i am things. going to the lordy <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um i we've talked about getting you in a in that well i want to produce and direct Assassin's really bad. Hey, we'll make, live theater's coming back, folks. We'll it's make it happen. Twenty twenty two. Uh but uh last question for you. What is your favorite role you've ever played? Whether it be well, let's say theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, uh Petruchio is fun as hell. Yeah, that's uh, a, it's a little one, misogynistic man. though, but uh, it is. But it's such a meaty role that you can yeah. you can play it in a way where there's a I don't know all Shakespeare in my opinion at this point you can play everything in a way that justifies it in a modern. Also, um, or- Orsino was was very emotionally oh. um, meaningful for me. Sure, that was that was that was really 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 cool to do awesome. that i also played uh, eckhart in brecht's ball do you know ball i do yeah very Dude, cool that, we're, we're gonna cover brecht this difficult. season yeah um that's yeah. awesome oh and i played black in lacusa's wild party so that was pretty badass that was okay. i i'm a lacusa stan i don't even really like the lipa wild party i think the lacusa wild party is incredible black is an amazing role yeah, uh people like us is like one of my favorite mm, beautiful. Uh, yeah. musical theater songs of all time duets of all time uh okay Keila, what what else do you do you have anything you have coming up do you have anything you want to pitch do you have anything we we got a little new music in there but we'll put um we'll put that link uh into their instagram in our bio so people can check out a little new music is there anything else you got coming up Besides, well, I know you're directing a Shakespeare show right now. I'm doing. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. I'm helping. I'm co-directing a little new music. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream. Right. There's so many little alliteratives, like a little know, new yeah. music, uh, you know, a little night music. Uh, I'm co-directing Midsummer Night's Dream for a Shakespeare Youth Festival, which is coming up in April. Like I don't know. End of uh, April. Yeah, April sixteenth. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, we do our little new music. Um, we do a little spotlight series, which is a live virtual kind of interview every other 
every other week and the next one is going to be on i think april 13th um we're going to be interviewing some some uh I, I can't remember who they are yet because we're still kind of figuring out like the press release and all that stuff yeah uh, other than that you know i'm i'm auditioning my job's to audition and uh as far as like things coming up um you know, I'm just looking forward to contributing any way that I can. Well, hell yeah. I mean, I, I think you have a lot of, especially in your TV career, I think we're going to see you showing up on a lot more TV shows. Uh, I think? Even if your, uh, your scene gets cut. Oh, like, man. Otherwise. That's so sad. Oh. I'm so sorry you know, about that. Just, just to fill everyone in, I was on This Is Us. Yeah. last tuesday yeah <laughs> uh, but my scene was cut Aww. my scene was cut yeah and you know you're in the industry when you get left on the cutting room floor so yeah that's real that's true and it <laughs> happens to the best of them you know what i mean um i feel like there's some movie that came out recently where at the end of the credits there was some huge name at the end and i was like wait that person wait, was not they in were in movie. that <laughs> And I, there's no way and I looked it up and it's because they were cut out they were only in one scene but they still credited them but it was like a, it was like Meryl Streep or something I was like wait what <laughs> so everyone gets cut out even Meryl even you. yes um but Keela I appreciate you so much uh you're amazing you're a great friend and and I love nerding out uh <laughs> about theater and musical theater especially with anytime you. bro anytime. it was good to see you the other day while we were yes. working on Richard III I appreciated what? that at the cemetery, huh? At the cemetery, uh, which was weird was and really probably cool. illegal, but totally awesome and <laughs> worth it. Uh, and that's going to be part of our Richard the Third stuff. I'll put all the Shakespeare Youth stuff in our bio and on Instagram so people will be able to watch those shows. But everyone else, thank you for joining us on our Artist Spotlight with Keila Paquette. We'll be back thank next week. Thank you so much. To discuss, uh, we're actually, I think when this be will come out between our... Uh, first episode of Cast on a Pod Ten Roof, which is the Tennessee Williams miniseries, nice. and the second episode of that. So it'll be in between those two. Uh, and then after that, we're doing a Star Wars episode, the original space opera, and then we're doing Lorraine Hansberry after that. So we've got a pretty cool Ooh. lineup. And then we'll get Keela on for another playwright of his choosing. I have a list I can send to you, Keela. We'll, we'll make sure you get on here. Uh, thank you to Pam Quinn for writing us original songs for every miniseries. Thank you to Ryan Thomas Johnson for our uh, theme song. Our theme song is better than your theme song. And thank you to Annie Baker for writing our script for us. All the ums and uhs are scripted. That's why they're there. Annie Baker, thank you. Uh, follow us on Instagram. You don't like Annie Baker? No, I said to love Annie Baker. I oh. saw Circle Mirror Transformation at Playwrights Horizon. I was like, it's incredible. What? No, she's in, I, the flick is one of my favorite. Wait, uh, I think I had tickets to an Annie Baker play at the Mark Taper Forum, <gasps> but during the alien pandemic or, or something was was coming up. Antipodes. Uh, Antipodes. No? That's what it was. You're right. Yeah, it was the Antipodes. I had tickets that's for right. that. Unfortunately. Yep. Wow. Well, we covered oh, that wow. on our, our uh, Andy Baker episodes. Everybody go check that out as I well. I guess I'll just have to read it. I guess so. It's very good. Um, follow us on all the things. As always, read more plays. And uh, that is all. We love you so much. Thanks, Keila. Thank you so much. Theater. Theater. To be or not to be.